Welcome to the Equalizer podcast. I'm your host this week, Becky Morgan, and I am here with founder and editor of Equalizer, Jeff Kasouf. Jeff, how you doing? Good. We're back. It's playoff time. Always exciting. I think the most exciting end to a season yet, pretty easily. I know it's the most exciting season, <laughs> end to a season yet. Definitely. I mean, decision day is something that people have been asking for for a while, and with the balanced see uh with a balanced number of teams we are finally able to pull it off and i mean it it was definitely exciting keeping an eye on all the games how things shifted how things moved and in the end you know i think there's a lot of expected results here we had san diego ultimately come in first place take the shield them getting into the playoffs not a surprise same with the portland thorns north carolina courage you know definitely had a, a better season than i think some people thought got in Rain pulled it together at the last minute, got in. Gotham managed to stay above the line. I I think the biggest surprises are definitely Angel City just shooting up and having that incredible game against Portland. And then also the Spirit falling down all the way to eighth due to their loss. And seemingly Mark Parsons lost his job as a result of it. So that's a big deal. So now, as you said, we're heading into playoffs and we even have new hardware to celebrate with the uh, new trophies yeah new trophies for the the champ thank god i hate it i <laughs> if you go back into my twitter for like the last decade you will see how much i hate that <laughs> i hated oh, that oh, yeah. spatula trophy for the the championship it was insulting so jenna yeah. uh tonelli wrote a great article for equalizer about the redesign uh collaboration with tiffany and company so definitely check that out but Jeff, these were these were some exciting games. Let's start with, I think, the biggest surprise by far. Angel City absolutely destroying the Portland Thorns 5-1 to one, and then keeping Portland from getting the shield in their last game for the second year in a row. Yeah, second straight year they go into decision day or, or final weekend, what it was last year, that in control of the shield, need a result, a win guarantees it, and... Uh, again, I mean, it's, uh, last year it was last place Gotham that they, they fell down three to one and came back for a three, three draw, but ultimately the rain took the shield a little bit later in the night. And then on decision day here this year, uh, really, I mean, look, you know, Sophia Smith still coming back from injury. Okay. I mean, I, I just, you know, this is an extremely talented roster more so than just about any team in the league, you know, player for player on paper. So to, to go into LA like that and get, to lose 5-1. I mean, it's not It's not even that they lost, right? It's the nature by which they lost. It's not so much that, you know, in this league, especially Angel City needing a result, it's not so surprising that they got one. It's it's how it yeah. happened. And spectacularly, right? I mean, Cindy LaRue with the bicycle kick. Wow. Amazing. Um, you know, Emma Vignola getting back on the scoreboard and, and continuing her great run. So, you know, I think um, if you're the Thorns, and, and we'll get into this, we've got some time because they've got a few weeks off, San Diego takes the shield. I think we've got to just hat tip here to the wave, a second year team that almost won the shield as an expansion team and, and history might not remember an almost, but you know, 13 weeks, half the season atop the the table last year. And, you know, ultimately came up a bit short, but win the shield, which did not get the redesign yet. It's, it's due for one oh, next year, but it better be for, redesigned next year after the, how it's a, this year. Yeah, for now it's a sixty dollar online customizable 
tin plate that you can order from from whatever uh things remembered the, 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 yeah, <laughs> the, the new version of things remembered whatever it is these days but um you know uh so they lifted that you know, I, I don't know if I could say they lifted it, but uh, credit to them for <laughs> for winning that because um, you know I think look the shield to me is is has always been the impressive one. I know the rain have argued this. A lot of the European players, I and mean, I think in my head, top of my head, I think Jess Fishlock has been one of the most vocal about this in the past, and maybe because she's won three of them. But um, <laughs> the shield in this league, you talk about the season that was. I mean, ultimately. Whoever goes and wins on November 11th, we're going to talk about and, and probably reference in history. But, you know, to, to win the Shield in, in easily the most competitive season yet, uh, 13 points separating all 12 teams from first to last and and coming down to the final weekend like this, um, you know, whoever it was going to be, it was going to be impressive. And and I think, you know, all the more that it's a, a second year team, only the fourth team, fourth franchise, I guess I should say, to to win it in 10 years. So. Um, yeah, yeah it's, but... a, it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, I agree with you 100% that really the shield is what truly shows who was the best team no matter what. You know, one reason we love the playoffs is because it does add that element of, you know, randomness and and fate and luck to it where, you know, a team can make it through all the way to the end just based on things going their way. And that that adds an element of excitement. But truly, when you're looking at performance and who is truly the best team it is absolutely the the shield and as you said i mean that is san diego and angel city in a lot of ways but especially san diego have have truly redefined what it means to be an expansion team in this league and i think that's a huge deal i mean san diego has has come out and been a dominant team from the very start but were you surprised that they ultimately pulled off the shield win considering they had been a little inconsistent i mean their previous game against north carolina who yes ended up finishing for third in the league. So, you know, a, a powerful team. They only got four shots off and one on goal. And then they come back and then play Racing Louisville, obviously a much lower team in the league, and then absolutely have an offensive blitz against them. So, I mean, going into the playoffs, do you think San Diego is going to be able to con- keep the consistency that they need to to actually win everything all at once this in, in just their second year? Yeah, I mean, look, we'll see. I think last year... I think timing wasn't great for them with the playoffs. And, and part of that really was, you know, Alex Morgan, Taylor Korniak, who were, were really key pieces. And, and Korniak has been as, as a less influential of a role this year. And maybe you could argue Morgan has too, just by way of, of, you know, pure numbers um, and, and just having kind of a career year at club level last year, but uh, both of them injured or coming back from an injury, I should say, or, you know, dealing with a problem, I guess is the best way to put it during last year's playoffs. Um, I, I don't think was helpful for, for timing for San Diego and then having to go on the road in Portland, obviously. And um, yeah, but you know, look, it's anything can happen, right? Like somebody asked me, um, you know, does Angel City have a real shot here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they've got to advance in three games is basically what they're looking at. And they're, they're, riding a high that the highest they've ever been. I mean, they're on that streak under Becky Tweed that dates back to June um, roughly with, you know, one, one blip in it. Um, And, you know, they just came off their biggest result ever. So yeah, they've got to go get a result in Seattle and then they'd go to San Diego that I'm sure they would be loving that opportunity. And, and then if they get there, they go, they stay in San Diego for the final. Right. So for the wave, um, you know, it's it's win one game and you got a final on home territory. That's really appealing. 
obviously there's a lot of pressure there, but um, you know, th- there's certainly an opportunity there for the taking. So, and I think, you know, um, San Diego style too is, is one that can play well in, in basically knockout soccer, right? It's, it's not reliant. Like they're comfortable enough if they don't have the ball for long stretches because they, they try to shape a game out of possession for the most part. And then, you know, they're, they're not a pure counterattacking team, but they're happy to hit that way. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's, it's very doable. I think like most years, I mean, I, maybe, maybe some teams in the past you say, eh, but um, you know, I think this is a, a pretty open playoffs because um, you know, I look at, I think you look at that one side of the bracket, you've got San Diego who won the shield angel city. You could argue just by way of, well, not even just by way of the the most recent result, you could argue is the hottest team coming into the playoffs, right? Despite their, their ranking and the seating, and then the rain who are, you know, this team that's always here, perennial playoff contender, championship contender, you know, maybe there's a, a piece of the, the Megan Rapino going to retire. Is that a motivation? That's all on one side of the bracket. Right. And then, you know, Gotham, North Carolina, Portland on the other. So, and, and I think maybe, you know, all these teams have questions, but maybe you look at that ladder bracket and, and say, each of those has maybe the larger questions, at least Gotham and, and the way Portland just played last week. Right. So um, yeah, I, I think it, it'll be interesting, but, but to your original question, Angel City, I mean, you know, I, I think um, look, credit, credit to Becky Tweed. I, I'm, I'll put my hand up that like, you know, I didn't really see a path forward. They, they basically had to do what they did. I mean, look how they got in, right. They squeaked in by a point here and, um, you know, they, they, they basically had to have this unbeaten streak in, in a way that I don't think anybody really expected, but I think it's, it's credit to Tweed as we've written. And as many people have talked about that, um, the roster hardly changed. I mean, bringing in, bringing in Amandine Henri is, is always helpful. You know, not that Ertz was playing a lot, Julie Ertz, but you know, they, they effectively lost her at the time that coaching change was made and, and didn't have, you know, didn't bring her back. Um, so, so there wasn't a lot of roster turnover to suddenly, really get a lot more out of this team and roster than was happening in those first games uh, before Freya Kuhn was fired. So, um, you know, I, I think that this is a team that, that absolutely can make a run here. I mean, these, these are the playoffs. It's, it's three games and and you've got a title in your hand. Yeah. I mean, Angel City has just absolutely been incredible with what they've accomplished under Tweed. And I mean, it really, asks the question of, you know, how many teams that aren't doing that well could, or maybe not live, not even not doing well, but maybe not living up to their potential with just a a coaching change could absolutely catch on fire. And then also, I mean, teams that are on fire with a coaching change, I mean, could they just absolutely drop? The margins are so fine in this league, but, you know, when when the players are, are motivated and bought in and clicking and actually, you know, being used in the way that they feel or are most effective, regardless of their feelings. I mean, even a team that had been struggling to to even get close to the top six suddenly shoots up and and makes it huge in the playoffs. And, and in a 5-1 game, too, it's not like they squeaked by and, you know, things just happened to fall their way and, and not Portland's way. I mean, they absolutely gutted Portland so let's talk about that game a little bit we've talked about the Angel City side how incredibly 
amazing they've been. I mean, just even watch the goal highlights. It's it's beautiful. But the Thorns, you know, what happened there? And the fact this happened two years in a row, to, not to this extent, but, you know, they did ultimately end with the championship last year. So they were able to pull it together. But, you know, this year, the Thorns have not been as deadly as they have in the past and you know they also had a coaching change what, what's your take on the thorns and, and what do you think they're facing heading into the playoffs yeah i think a bit of uncertainty in terms of you know i, I think you look at some of the the tough results they've had this season early in the year against houston uh that that really that stretch of a month or so right and um there were a few things going on there. I mean, the the results, the actual results, there was a, a cold stretch there, a dry spell for Sophia Smith. Um, you know, they, they just the, the, defensively, they were not very good in that stretch. I think there, there have been stretches of that, right? 5-1 in, in LA on the weekend. Um, so I, I think the concerning part for me is, I, it was concerning in the spring to hear, you know, we heard it from head coach Mike Norris. I think we heard it a bit from players that, you know, one, this is, this is not our identity. This was not us, but, but more so like, I'm not sure what's going on here. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, that was said after that Houston game, that loss in the spring, it was said again on this weekend, you know, what, what's the problem? Well, you know, we're not sure is, is sort of been the message. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, that's a little bit disconcerting. Right. So, um, again, I mean, there, there's enough talent here to, to pull that together, obviously, you know they did that last year and ultimately won the championship after losing the shield and and I did I think they did so relatively impressively right I mean beating San Diego we just talked about and then um, I, I don't think Kansas City was ever really in that game in the final right Sophia Smith scores early so um, you know it, it's certainly possible that that repeats but yeah I think you know there are some questions here um, about I think answering some of that adversity in in game in moment and you know whether the answers can be there and certainly the talents there. But yeah, I think that's probably the concern is, is adapting on the fly and, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the Mike Tyson of, of everybody's got a plan until they're punched in the face. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, what happens when that comes in the playoffs, who's it going to come from and and what's that going to look like? Um, you know, I think that's, that's going to be the question again for the Thorns talents there, but, but what happens and and how does this look, you know, how do you recover? Because this is worse. I mean, the the Gotham result was, you know, Gotham losing 12 straight games, you know, should be, you know, it, it should have taken care of business last year. Okay. You know, they, they obviously moved on from that. How, how do you respond to getting shellacked 5-1, right? That That's the yeah. question that's going to come. And you got to sit on that for a few weeks with the bye. So let's wrap up and talk about the three teams that we have not talked about that much so far who've made it to the playoffs. New York or New Jersey, New York, Gotham, O.L. Rain, and North Carolina Courage. Just quickly on the Courage, I, I don't think anybody with their massive roster turnover expected them to do quite this well this season. And I mean, of course, they had some inconsistencies. Obviously, every team had some inconsistencies or the, the entire standings wouldn't be this tight, right? Everybody, all the bottom teams wouldn't have this many points if the, the upper teams didn't lose sometimes in shocking games. But still, I mean, the Courage ultimately pulled it together and had a really good season just playing, you know, in that style that North Carolina plays that other teams have trouble breaking down. What are your thoughts about them and their chances? 
Yeah, I mean, look, this is um, a Courage team that that has picked up results. I, I think certainly they're more consistent than last year where, you know, they scored so many goals last year, but but they conceded so many that they were, you know, hovering around a, a zero goal difference despite, you know, some some amazing performances from Dabinia and, and, uh, and Ordonez last year. So, um, you know, this is somewhat far and away, North Carolina, the, the most possession-based team in the league by – just about every metric that that you want to measure that by. So, um, you know, interesting that they've got Gotham in the first round, who has who certainly tried to, and, and as you said, comparatively, right? Um, I think complete overhaul uh, with Juan Carlos Amoros um, the, coming in this season and, and, you know, turning them around from really an awful team last year, right? <laughs> there's just no way, yeah. there's no way around that. That's Absolutely. just factual. Um, and, and, you know, sitting near the top of the table for most of the the season, or at least in in earshot of it, and and getting into the playoffs, ultimately having to sort of hold on to get into the playoffs. But, um, you know, I think North Carolina with the possession based um, has given a lot of teams trouble, and you know, I think that will be um, again. Does that does that play in sort of knockout football here, where you know you've got a, a Gotham team that probably can go a bit more direct. And then, you know, the, the elephant in the room here probably unfortunately is not that this is a one player team at all, but uh, we saw Caroline go down with a non-contact knee injury. Those three words are never fun, no matter what, Um, you know, a seven day turnaround. Uh, We have no update as of recording this, but you know, she, she's one off the golden boot or finished one off the golden boot with Sophia Smith you know, is obviously a focal point of this attack is at the very least, you know, that game changer that if you are struggling, if maybe if the possession game's not working, she's the over the top outlet, right? We saw it a couple weeks ago in Seattle. Um, to, you know, it, it doesn't look good to be having to have her in this game based on what we saw and how it went. Right. So um, I, I think that could be a major problem for North Carolina. And then let's talk about the two teams that have retiring superstars that that might help propel them into um, into more playoff glory. Who knows? I mean, obviously, Megan Rapinoe is is one of the biggest names ever in women's soccer. Allie Krieger, in her own right, is also a star. And New Jersey, New York, Gotham, you know, they they played, as you said, a, a solid season this year after a dire one previously. And I mean, pretty much even back into their sky blue days, just kind of a dire history as a team in general. So this has been a really solid year and solid turnaround under Juan Carlos Amaros. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that, even if their final game was a little shaky. You know, they went up and then quite quickly conceded some goals that put things a little more in a shaky territory. Allie Krieger had to have a major incredible goal line save to keep uh, Kristen Hamilton out of goal for the go, or what I believe it was the equalizer at that point. And then OL rain, you know, they've also been been kind of shaky this year and it was really only them kind of pulling out the results they needed at the very end to really get them to this point. And I think that some people saw a couple weeks ago, them potentially falling out of the playoffs entirely because they were just lingering in that sixth spot with barely enough points to move forward. So what are your takes on both of those teams, their chances? What do you think we're going to see from them in the playoffs? 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the rain is uh, a team that that's had a lot of shots at a, a championship, right? We've talked about the value of the shield just earlier and, and have won the shield three times. And, you know, those have been the years where you look at them and say, this is this is the team to beat in the playoffs. Right. And and that's certainly not the case this time around. I do wonder if there's somewhat of an advantage to that, um, you know, to, to not have that pressure on. I, I do think there's maybe maybe internally, honestly, a pressure to, you know, I I thought last year winning the shield, you know, got to go get the job done again. You're one win from a championship game and they, and they don't get there. Um, And I thought maybe that was the last hurrah, last shot at, at, you know, that original group of or remaining original group of Rapino, Fishlock and Barnes. Uh, We know Rapino's retiring. We know Fishlock and and Barnes plan to be back. Um, But, you know, look, last, last hurrah here for, for Megan Rapino one more time in Seattle. I do think that's a factor. Um, I think she, she showed in Chicago with the two quick goals that she can still be a factor in, in making that happen. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm curious to see if the, the change up in, I guess the narrative, the positioning as a favorite, they'll be the favorite in this game, but I, I don't think in the playoffs, I mean, obviously they'll have to go on the road once, if they win, sure. but, um, you know, I, I think interested to see how that maybe, maybe changes things. And, and obviously, you know, some further uncertainty there. I mean, we, we saw Sofia Huerta is is some level of available. We've been told Rose Lavelle is available or could be, could have been if if absolutely needed in in a desperate situation on decision day. What's that mean for Friday? You know, what's that mean for the rain period? Um, you know, I, I think that they've they, they've sort of made things work in in some capacity where they've played uh, in absence of Lavelle, who's played only a few games this year in the regular season. Um, you know, Bethany Balser, Jess Fishlock, who's a, maybe a little bit more natural in that attacking mid position. They've kind of had these these filled in roles, even even sort of shifting players into a wing position at times when they're not necessarily wingers. So, um, you know, I think that they've they've sort of made things work to get here. And I, I don't know that that necessarily is sustainable in against play against playoff teams uh, in the playoffs, but. Um, I, I think they'll certainly be favored on talent against Angel City. Um, I'm not sure that the momentum is is in their favor in terms of teams that are really, um, really have a clear identity and, and have hit that momentum. I think if you look at this matchup, that's probably tips the scale to Angel City in terms of who's who's in the right form right now. And then, what are your thoughts on Gotham to close it up? Yeah, Gotham. Um, you know, look, I guess you'd have the. <laughs> I don't know if the the internal narrative of course these players they want to win period i mean it's it's extra motivation to win for a player to win for a legendary player really like a rapino or ali krieger um you know how much that that means ultimately in in a game um you know we'll see i mean look yaz ryan i think is probably underrated and we saw what she did on decision day in that goal you know mm-hmm. going 1v5 for a spectacular goal yep um maybe not underrated as much as just underappreciated, you know, Lynn Williams, we saw Mitch Purse get on the scoreboard. I think, you know, Lynn Williams has been arguably the acquisition of the season in terms of, of league wide of, of, you know, part of this turnaround for Gotham. So uh, I do think that they are, I mean, as I said before, a, a team that can is more capable of going direct and, and winning in that capacity against a North Carolina team that, that will want to keep the ball and, 
you know, that, that can be effective in this setting. Um, you know, I, I think defensively, um, curious to see how that, yeah, I want to see Caroline against this, this Gotham defense. I don't think we're going to get it. So, you know, that that's helpful for, for Gotham in this, in this matchup. And then, you know, I think the, uh, Esther Gonzalez has been a good addition. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's good for Gotham to be here. They're not going to feel that way. Right. But externally, you know, major progress to, to get to this point. Um, and I think in that sense, they're probably, you know, they and Angel City are the teams playing with house money in, in that regard. And, um, you know, I think that can be a dangerous position to be in. I think for Angel City, we've talked about it. Um, you know, same for Gotham in that I, I, I'm sure, you know, teams like to feed off this narrative. Somehow North Carolina is still feeding off a narrative like this, it seems. But, uh-huh. um, you know, nobody expected them to be here. They'll, they'll sort of hear that. They'll sort of channel that. And, um, you know, I think that's a dangerous position for for any team, um, for any opponent to be in against a team like that. So, um, you know, I think Gotham has been um, effective when needed direct, as I said, and, and has sort of, um, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily hugely consistent at times, but have gotten the job done. And I think they will be a dangerous team against North Carolina. Well, I think all these matchups are going to be very exciting. And Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today about this. Equalizer is going to be having a few more podcasts through the playoffs, through the final. So make sure you stay subscribed and tuned in. We are looking forward to the playoffs kicking off on October 20th when OL Reign takes on Angel City at 10 p.m. in Seattle, followed up two days later by North Carolina Courage taking on New Jersey, New York, Gotham at 7 p.m. in Cary, North Carolina. And Equalizer will be covering everything. We've already been releasing some postmortems of some of the teams that we didn't get to talk about who did not make the playoffs. So make sure you check that out as well. We'd like to thank our producer, Jacqueline Purdy, for everything she does. For Equalizer, I'm Becky Morgan. Have a good one.